Brilliant Misfits, Episode 79, with my guest, Danielle Gardner. Danielle and I have a wonderful conversation, and I love talking to her about her passion of quiet marketing, and we explore exactly what that is and what that means to her. Danielle is a very thoughtful woman, and she has a fresh, innovative approach to being in business, especially the online business, that fills you up with enjoyment, more space, and a slow approach to building your business. It's not about being small or being unnoticed, playing small, that kind of thing. It's really about being a leader, being an influencer, and sort of marketing yourself in a more elegant way. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Welcome, everyone, to Brilliant Misfits. Welcome back. And if you're new, welcome for the first time. And I really appreciate and honor that you come and listen. There are a lot of podcasts out there. But I'm really happy that you come in and listen to the inspirational guests that I have on. And today I have a really special guest. Her name is Danielle Gardner. And she is going to talk to you about what it means to zig when everyone else zags. That's kind of her mantra. When they zig, I zag. And I absolutely love that. So I had to say that right up front. Daniel Gardner, I'm going to call her Danny, is a messaging and marketing mentor. She believes that you don't have to be extroverted and make bold and flashy claims to attract business. You can market quietly and meaningfully And in doing so, draw in like-minded clients that you will love working with. I find her approach refreshingly different, and that's the reason why I wanted to have her come on to the show and share with you what she's doing differently. Welcome. Welcome, Danny. Oh, thank you, Aisha. Um, It's such a, a pleasure to be here, and I'm really excited about talking to you today. Yeah, thank you for being here. Now, I want to go back because I know that um, most of my guests, at some point in their life, they recognize that, hmm, they were a little bit different. They were a bit of a misfit, um, you know, sometimes having a maverick spirit, um, and as you say, even a gentle troublemaker. So, (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back because you've had quite a journey to get to where you are today in your business life and probably in your personal Mm -hmm. life if you want to get into that as well. So let's go back a bit before you came to this point in time of what you started to do that you noticed was different and that perhaps, you know, people were resonating to that. Yeah. So when I did start off in my business journey, like so many people who are probably listening, I just wanted to do my purpose, you know, so I was like, kind of very serious, you know, about being successful and doing my purpose and absorbing all the advice and and things that I could find out there and listening to the gurus and, and all of that 
kind of thing. So I, I felt like looking back, not so much at the time, but looking back, I felt like I was actually very compliant. If someone said, do this, I would do that. And so I spent a few years um, just doing what you're meant to do, you know, when you're when you have an online business. And I remember um, probably the, the the moment that stands out the the most as the beginning of the turning point is I had been advised about this Facebook, um, oh, sorry, f- um, Facebook group marketing approach and you know I was advised you know you've got to join several groups and you need to go in there every day and do you know you've got to have a kind of a spreadsheet that has all the the theme days and you know I'm sure you know what I'm talking about Aisha. I do absolutely I'm thinking about that (laughs) thinking oh yes I know those yeah Yeah. So, you know, I had my table set up and, you know, I was kind of, you know, it it gave me a bit of structure initially. So I was like, oh, okay, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to do that, you know. And as I started doing that um, for a few months, I, I knew I wasn't enjoying it, but I was kind of pushing that to the side, you know, because it was like, well, she is successful. I want to be successful. So I'm going to do what she's doing. You know, the person that advised me of this. And then I just remember this day where I was like, seriously, Danny is like, I'm thinking, I've got to get real. This is laborious to me. Like, I, I just remember trying to come up with questions that would you know, generate engagement. <laughs> and it felt really forced, you know. Mm. And I remember thinking, my goodness, it would be, it would feel so much easier for me to write a 600 word blog than it would be to come up with one sentence <laughs> to ask a question just to get, you know, engagement. You know, I just felt like it was a little bit like doing small talk. I'm not that good at small talk, you know. Mm. Um, and so I was just like, right. So I just thought, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go and, and write, so, you know, because I had some things to say. I'd just, you know, been getting right into market research. So that that's something else that really changed my business. And I started writing blogs on LinkedIn and I started getting like a really great response, you know, from that. And, you know, to insert a little bit of human design in here, perhaps you've talked about human design here on your podcast before, Asia. Yes, um, but yeah, but as a generator, I was like, wow, like I was just writing these blogs from an inspirational place. Like I didn't have a real agenda. I wasn't sort of like going sign up for this or, you know, I was just sharing this knowledge that I was excited to share from the market research I'd done. And people were like, you know, coming to me, you know, they were commenting or they were messaging me and I was just like, this is fantastic, (laughs) you know. Like I really just didn't feel like for the first time I was leaning back and people were just coming to me. Um, So, you know, that was the first moment that I realised that, yeah, okay, you know, it's it's important to do what, you know, um, is – fits me you know absolutely Um, I love that because you know the first part what you were saying is like we do make that effort and I think it's just natural like we we try to fit into what we see is working and is successful someone for someone else because we haven't actually Mm -hmm. had the experience to explore anything else yet 
And, yeah. But I think the key in what you're saying is to really recognize when it's feeling laborious rather than enjoyable. Like yeah. You, you know, that's yeah. what I was hearing that like it was laborious and nothing was happening. And when you started to write your blog, it, you, there was enjoyment. You actually enjoyed what you yeah. were sharing. And that's when you started to get the engagement in response. So yeah. you, you mentioned something about when you started to lean back. And I know that um, you use that term quite a lot in your business and in your marketing strategy. And um, yeah. can you just describe that for the listeners who might not be familiar with that? Yeah, and I think the term is probably, you know, it could be used in various different ways. But for me, it means instead of this, you know, sort of energetically leaning forward all the time and like striving and um, trying to get the next client, um, I think something that helped me energetically, you know, relax more and lean back is I, I made this decision to to stop trying to chase clients to stop trying to make stuff happen and um, I just decided that I would focus on building my community because I thought I can do that <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I really felt I could do that I, I didn't feel like I could absolutely um, generate clients but I thought I can definitely just you know by be by being generous um, build a community and that that made me, because I had that focus, I made different choices, you know, um, which was interesting to observe that happening because when I was just trying to get clients because I wanted to so deeply be successful, it was all about the money, really. And I kept having income goals that I just didn't meet, didn't meet, didn't meet, didn't meet. And then that was like discouraging in the end. Yeah, so when I sort horrible. of wiped... Yeah, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people go through this. Like for me, it was like 5K didn't a month, didn't get it. Okay, 5K this month, didn't get it. 5K this month, didn't get it, you know. And really there was no real plan rather than, oh, here's my offer. Throw out that offer, throw out that offer, you know. Um, but I knew that, yeah, like and it and it's it slowly happened over, you know, several months that, you know, I was just – like one woman at a time, really building my audience, you know. And that's where, you know, this I really got into this idea of content marketing, which is, to me, my own definition is like deciding that you're going to be your audience's most trusted advisor even before they join your list or become a paying client. And, you know, from that space, um, really – I also developed more of a name for myself, if you know what I mean. So because I was being generous about what what I thought, what my approach was, then people were more aware it wasn't the world's best secret, you know, because sometimes we keep our knowledge locked up inside of um, either email opt-in freebies, which often don't get consumed, or locked up within our paid offerings, you know. So I just was thought, no, I'm just going to sort of – put it out there and you know it, it seems a bit counterintuitive in a way um, and I was definitely concerned about this like if I kind of give all my knowledge away who's going to want to pay to work with me um, but I found that that's actually not true you know because as much as you can give people like the information um, and, and some people can run off and, and 
and go with that and implement and they don't need me. And that's perfect. Like that's my contribution to the world and they're actually not my ideal client because they actually don't need me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just perfect, you know. Mm. And um, it's funny, you know, you were, you said it's counterintuitive, but actually, Danny, I think it's very intuitive and not counterintuitive because I think people – really do respond to generosity. And I think that at the core of our being as humans, we we want to be generous. We want to give. And um, I think it's just that we've been taught, and especially in the marketing world and the business world, is that, you know, you don't give it all away. That's not smart business. But what does that mean, smart business, you know? So I yeah. love what you're saying about um, – really being generous rather than stingy and holding, you know, the secret until they pay. Um, mm. Yeah. And I think that's a very intuitive thing that you've done. And it, it goes, it's counter only in the sense that it counters what we've been taught and what we've been yeah. conditioned to believe. Yeah, yeah that's right. And um, I wanted to touch on this idea of of um, you know, when they zig, I zag. Because yeah, I, I I've yeah. You know, mentioned that a few times, and, I love that. and people, yeah, people have really noticed that, which is kind of yeah, I love it. It's, it makes me smile. Um, I was thinking about that this week because I was planning on doing um, a little video about it, and I'm it's it's interesting because what I realized more consciously is. It's not quite right. I see them doing that, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go over here and do something else. It's That's what it looks like, of course, and that's what ends up happening. But what's really happening is now, like, okay, I think you're going to love this. I have this, I call it my internal can I be bothered meter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, love it. I just, I just. Because I just found myself, um, like I kept looking at what other people were doing, like, you know, um, free webinars, um, you know, five-day challenges, um, you know, that kind of thing. And I'd kind of look and think, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> like almost like trying to entertain, I should do that, I should do that. And then I go, I just can't be bothered, <laughs> you know. And what, but what? It's like it's it's an I can't be bothered. Not because I'm lazy, but it's like there's just nothing in that that was exciting for me, and it also didn't make sense on a logical level for me, you know. But I know in my body there was nothing in there that was like going. This is exciting. It would be, yeah, I should probably do that because other people are doing it, and that's how they seem to be successful. So. What it's meant, <laughs> now that I'm very in tune with it, it's like I can look at something and I can go, Danny, you can't be bothered, <laughs> like really. And going back to the whole generator human design thing, that's my sacral response going, uh-uh, <laughs> like this is not for me, right? Yeah. But then what's happened really as I kind of reverse engineered this this week, it's like because I keep saying no, basically, it's made me be more creative. It's kind of naturally made me be more creative because I need to say yes to something because I can't sit on my hands waiting for clients to magically arrive, you know. So that's where these other approaches have come in and the more, I guess, the more confident I got with saying no or I can't be bothered, the more 
the more certain and confident I, I became with my reasons why, you know, and then I eventually became more, uh, had more courage to start speaking about that because I did keep it to myself for a while because I was, um, you know, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers and everyone, um, you know, who, who does what I do, you know, helps other people with my business, with their business. They, you know, it's in direct contrast and I didn't want to offend them or, you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, yeah, I just started to develop my own ways and then I would start sharing them with my clients as well and they would also um, have good success. And, you know, when I share them though, I'm always encouraging people to adjust it to their own preferences or, you know, even human design or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's not some sort of set system, but it's more of a, a philosophical approach, I guess, that underpins um, this idea of quiet marketing and um, and slow business and that kind of thing. Mm, I love that. And so when you say slow business, what does that mean for you? Can you explain that also to the audience? I, I mean, for me, it just yeah. makes me take a deep breath and I go, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes, because yes. I think what I see out there is this like, this madness, this rush to get somewhere yeah. really, really fast, and um, and I'm not quite sure yeah. what that's about. So, my interpretation yeah. is is that you just trust in this divine timing, if you will, and just enjoy it as you're going. You know, enjoy the path, enjoy you know the journey or whatever. I mean, that sounds corny, but. In a sense, it's like, yeah. yeah, just slowing down and and enjoying the moments and not being in such a rush to get somewhere. And that's not to belittle like people that need to create an income, you know, if they're struggling. Um, I get that too, but there's something very beautiful about uh, your approach to just doing it slowly, steadily. Yeah, and there's there's definitely that overarching thing of slow down, enjoy the journey, smell the roses type of thing, um, which, yeah, is, yeah, many people say that it just makes them have an exhale. It's like, I know, goodness, if I had have heard that approach a few years ago, I would I would have been paying attention too because everywhere else it's like, you know, get to six figures in six months type of thing, you know. Like we we end up feeling unsuccessful if we're not at six figures yet you know we just started a few months ago and we're not at six figures like oh you know um and so there's this unrealistic approach or, or, or goal that we have that we can get to a certain level within a certain time because we seem to see other people doing it but the thing is you know those people um everyone Everyone has different circumstances. Everyone has done other work that we can't see, you know, that started from different points that we're not aware of and, and that kind of thing. Um, but then on a very practical sense, what happens is I see women, they, you know, it's like they come out of the gates in their business. They're, they're, they're you know, fairly new. They they don't have an off, um, well, maybe they don't have a good message or a good offer or um, an audience and so they haven't taken any time to build, you know, build up this audience and create fertile ground in which to actually insert their or plant their offer into, you know. So they're going from zero to buy my stuff, buy my stuff, sign up for my webinar, da 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 you know. 
and this is the way it gets taught as well, you know. So um, yeah, I see a lot of women skipping that process of nurturing and building a community first, mm. you know. Yeah, and I think that the audience is such an important component and I think that it takes a little time to, even for yourself, to know who your audience are, who is responding to what mm-hmm. you're saying and build on mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, when you're first starting out and you're just blathering out to everyone, um, when you're not getting the results, it, you often feel like you've done something wrong when actually it's mm-hmm. not that at all. It's more mm-hmm. about just being slow and steady and and discovering who is your audience and who you, you know, you can talk to and then build on that, as you're saying, build on that. And it's a slower process. It's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. And something I will share that just dropped in about this whole slow approach. So for most of my life, I've been a high achiever. I walk fast, eat fast, you know, like everything is fast. Do you know what I mean? So slowing down is actually my own medicine and, and probably my life's work. You know, I'm, I'm way better than I was. But what happened is that, that led me on this particular path is I was, um, I was doing my morning ritual um, one day and there was, there was a, a set of questions that I was asking myself each morning. And there was this one question that I was struggling to answer for a couple of days. And I noticed I was starting to get irritated by the question, right? And so the question was something like, how, how can I create more joy and ease in, you know, in my day, something or my work or my business, something like that. So I started to, I'm like, okay, and I'm getting irritated. that was irritating you? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting it now. Like it sort of had been subtle and then there was this morning I'm like, okay, I'm really noticing I've been irritated by this question. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here for a moment. And really, the minute I said, okay, I'm just going to tune in, close my eyes, bang, what I heard was aim lower. And honestly, Aisha, that is not something I would ever freaking say. (laughs) (laughs) Not as a high achiever, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like reaching for the stars. Do you know what I mean? And it was like in my own voice, like it wasn't. Well, I was going to say it's not God, but, you know, hey, if I'm a, a fractal of God and, and we are all God, hey, it was God, right? Yeah. Um, but I was like, it was really interesting. I, I, I kind of opened my eyes and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird. Like, who, who does that? Who aims lower? <laughs> you know, like, and as I sat there and I kind of, you know, just sort of felt into it and thought, you know, just was amazed at what had just happened and so quickly, then what happened is I, this, as I started to entertain this idea of aiming lower, this like bubbles of joy started to sort of spring up from within me. And I was like, wow, what if I did do that? You know, what if I, you know, so it really opened up, um, took me to a new way and I have to say and and I see people you know there's books written about this idea but it's like to it you know to to go faster you've actually got to slow down so I made more progress in a much shorter time frame um 
by using this philosophy of slowing down, leaning back, you know, than I ever did <laughs> when I was going 5K month, 5K month, come on, 5K month, you know. Do you think so, that's because there's um, by aiming lower and leaning back and all of that instead of like, you know, what you see out there, play big and, you know, big, 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 faster, more, 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 more. Do you think that um, it took away the sort of pressure and the tension in your actual physical body tension that allowed things to flow a little bit easier? Definitely, you know, and... I love that. You know, yeah. And I've got to say, it's. Um, I mean, this is my view. You might, you might have it, uh, something else to sort of a, a different view. But it's like, you know, how some people like they're going so slow, and their their actual uh, thing that they've got to do is actually take action. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've got to stop going off and getting their energy blocks cleared. You know, and they've actually just got to take some physical action. So this may not be the best, you know, medicine for them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like slow down. But for um, high achievers, go-getters, even if you're a quiet achiever, you can still have that kind of go, 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 you know. Oh, so what, what, are, what are your thoughts? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it has nothing to do with whether you're an extrovert and loud Um Internally, there can be this driving force that's pushing, pushing, and, um, you know, to slow down is a very conscious thing that you're doing, you're slowing down. And I hear you, it's mm. like, um, yeah, it's not for everyone. There, in, in yoga, in the Ayurvedic system, there's people who are um, categorized as kapha, and, you know, they take mm. things slowly, they make slow decisions, they do need to bring more action into their lives. So just to make that mm. distinction is really good that, you know, this is medicine for people who have that rushing energy inside them that's always pushing and wanting to, you know, do more and think that they have to do more. And um, yeah. the approach is such beautiful medicine to just yeah. lean back and go aim slower. Um, yeah, it's a relaxation. And I think, you know, so much of flow in our lives comes from recognizing when there's tension in the body, and just to really mm. honor that and do something, whether that's breathing or anything that will help relax the body mind. Because when that mm. happens, flow happens. It's just there. Yeah. waiting. We get in the way. Yeah. And there's like this other part of, I guess, slowing down that I talk about, which is just creating space for your business to breathe. Mm. And, you know, I've realized more and more, especially these last two months, it, it's, it started off as like a philosophical idea, you know, oh, yeah, create space for your business to breathe. Sounds beautiful, right? But I'm like, for me, it seriously is a business strategy now, you know. So, for example, I used to have an idea like, oh, yeah, that would be a great offer, right? Bang, it would be out that day or the next day, like online mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, with my newsletter, you know, I would kind of write it up, you know, and I'd, I'd go over it several times to just make sure that there were no hidden <laughs> errors that, you know, um, yeah. I couldn't see because I wrote it. And then, bang, that would be out, you know. So, um, you know, if I got an email or something from someone that was a little bit sort of, um, I don't know, triggering, bang, I wanted to get back to them straight away, you know. And now I've changed that around quite a bit and when I actually when it comes to an idea when I actually give that idea time and space to actually develop and mature before actually just throwing offers out there my goodness like they they really become well developed you know um you know I even notice with my newsletter now I'll I never send it the same day I create it now because in that time away from my desk you know, these awesome ideas drop in, just little tweaks that I could make, you know. Um, so, like, so helpful just to, you know, create space. And do you know what I mean? It sounds like, uh. you know, just a fluff idea, but it's actually really practical. Yeah, it is very practical. Doesn't sound fluff at all to me. But for those of <laughs> yeah. you out there that think it's fluff, I, I, I <laughs> encourage you to have another look. Would you say, like, a good, yeah. a good thing to do would be – um, well, first of all, to notice that you, you're in that rushing, like, okay, I'm going to get this out, I'm going to answer this email, to just take a pause and then check in with yourself and see, am I, am I really relaxed here? Am I calm? And if, if it, it's, you're not, then the space, you can give it space as you just described so beautifully and so that it mm. matures and when it goes out, it's really full and embodied. Yeah. Yeah. And so that leads me yeah. into asking you about this whole thing about creating space. Now, you've just started doing something very interesting, which is called Sabbath, and it's not a religious thing, um, but it's a day that you give yourself, I, I think this is how you mentioned it, but correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. you take a day off of digital media being online, a whole day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love you to just I'll fill talk in the about gaps. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um I'm sure anyone who has an online business can relate to this I don't know, like sometimes online business it feels like playing a on like a, a game, right? It's almost like am I winning? Am I winning? Am I winning type thing. Mm. And I found that that keeps pulling me back to you know, my phone in particular on the weekends, you know. And I had tried, you know, digital fasting and, I don't know, it just didn't stick for me, you know. And I knew that, that um, like, I, I would go through phases where I was really good with not kind of being so attached to my phone and then I would just, like, return to a point where I just was like, I keep doing this, this is just craziness. So I had come across um, – uh, like I came across a book that was about Sabbath that was called Rest. Um, so it just, as soon as I saw the book cover, like I saw it somewhere online, I was like, oh, my God, like I just knew i, I got to read that. And then I, it sort of sent me on a journey to sort of like read more and more about Sabbath and what pe people were saying and doing and blah, blah, blah. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. But I, I guess I, I created my own version. So the the purpose was to have one day of true rest and 
true like rest from not only work like being on computer because actually I do it on a Sunday and Sunday mornings was actually kind of like a really quiet time and I would end up at my computer doing some like maybe creative type stuff but still I knew it wasn't healthy because there was there was no day where I didn't think about my business you know so um I decided that it would be Sunday that um it would not it would be no housework either um, no inputs. So th- this can get tricky, but I'm still sticking with it, right? Um, because it, it makes me be creative. So no inputs being lis- no listening to anything, watching anything, reading anything, right? Because I thought, you know, I question this myself sometimes, but then I go, Danny, every day of the week you have inputs. Surely you can have one day without inputs, you know? So, um, what did else did detox? I need? To... Did it was it quite hard initially? Oh. It sounds like oh my god! <laughs> you know, um, like because I, um, it's like I didn't. I I decided like leading up to a Sunday. Do you know what I mean? I'm like right. I'm going to do this on a Sunday, um, and this was the funny thing about it. Somehow, because it was Sabbath, and even though I'm not doing it in a religious sense, like. Um, you know, some of the things that I allow in my Sabbath, like being creative in other ways, like religiously, apparently they don't even do that sort of thing. So um, I don't know. I I was amazed at how um, easy it was for me, you know. So it was like it just felt like this sort of spiritual practice. And um, as a result of doing this, um, like one, it does create space. Okay, so I can have outputs. So, for example, I always have my notebook with me and sometimes they just come up with these really great um, sort of, I don't know if you want to, I don't really like that word download kind of thing, but, you know, just these ideas that just pours out mm-hmm. that that could be a blog for the coming weeks. So I write down by hand. So that's an output, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's, I'm fine with that. I'm down with that. In fact, it makes life easy come Monday because <laughs> there's some ideas there. Um, but once I've got it out of my head, that's it. I seem to not think about it again, you know. Yeah. Um, and what I have done, what I have introduced as a result of Sabbath is I've started watercolour painting, which, you know, we've talked about this artistic, you know, shadow artist before and everything, Asia. Yeah. So I'm finally painting now instead of going I want to do that I want to do that um so and I've been sharing some of my paintings on my Facebook page um you know on a Monday when I when I'm off Sabbath so I find again it's just another way of creating space and I come back more refreshed and it really is these times away from my desk and all of that that where the real magic happens so um I've I've written a blog about it as well, so maybe we can add that to the show notes yeah, you'll have. Yeah, um, to the show notes. That's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, because so I actually have written like my little, you know, a, a bit more of a story about how I came to this point, and I've got some um, some suggestions on how to prepare for Sabbath on the days leading up to it, which is really cool, and um, and then some ideas of like what you can do on Sabbath. Like I share what I've been doing. So yeah, I think. Um, People will really love that, yeah. Yeah, yes. Do look on the show notes um, to find yeah. the link to the blog for this. This is really interesting. I'm going to read that as well. Thank you for sharing that, Danny. I just like, that yeah. just sounds 
incredible. And I think like most people would think, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But the fact that you're really breaking it down, you've written a blog on it to help people to find their way um, to yeah. bring rest into their life. And um, yeah. of course, as you know, a creative, I love that you're doing watercolor. And don't you find yeah. that doing that is incredibly restful? Like it rests your mind and it just opens up other yeah. parts of your mind. Yeah, and and especially watercolour, I find, because, I mean, I haven't really done other forms of painting, but with the watercolour, you don't know what's going to happen because of the water, right? <laughs> and so I find myself going, ooh, wow. You know, like, you know, I'm surprised about what is appearing in front of me. And, you know, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. Mm. Now, before we wrap up, I'm just – something keeps – pulling me back to something you said before um, sure. when you were talking about the internal can I be bothered meter <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know asking that question can I be bothered and you said that um, you know it got easier to say no I can't be you know without feeling that conditioning that you should so yeah. you said by saying the no you became more creative and but then what do I say yes to? How did that come? Like, what did you say yes to when you went in that space of can I be bothered and the answer was no? Like, mm. do you have an example of, like, what yeah, okay. So Yeah, so, for example, um, free webinars is something that <laughs> I can't be bothered. Um, but what I could be bothered is to do a small, intimate, um, paid workshop, oh, for example, yes. yep. Yep. you know, and yeah. um, that just makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, especially with webinars, I mean, look, people are signing up to things left, right and centre, you know, um, just to have people sign up for a webinar doesn't mean they're going to attend, doesn't even mean they're going to watch the replay. And I it just works for me to have things a bit more exclusive and a bit more definite. And I, I like the feeling and the exchange of spending people who see value in investing in me, you know, even if it's like $25 or whatever, you know, I, I like that. And I find that it helps people make a more conscious choice about how they're going to spend their time and money. When, when, when stuff is free all the time, we're not think, thinking very consciously, you know, but when we've got to put a hand in our pocket, we're like, hold on a minute, do I really want this now? Is this really important now? And if the answer is no, fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think it's great. Just do less is more, you know. So, yeah, that would be um, – that's probably the main example that I can think of right now. Mm, I love um, that question that you said, do yeah. I really need this now? I mean, even yeah. if you're still watching webinars and things like that, I mean, I think it's a great question, you know, because you get caught up in the frenzy of like, oh, I'm going to miss out. But the question, do I really need this now? And if the answer is no, to like totally honor that, you know, like don't yeah. feel like you're going to be missing out on something that you don't actually need in this very moment in time in your business. Yeah. And then, you know, you end up with people – you know, in front of you that, um, you know, they do need it now. They do need what you have now, you know. Mm. So, 
Um, and then, you know, for those who don't need what I need now, they, you know, they can enjoy the generosity of my other content, you know, that doesn't um, include my one, you know, my actual live time, you know, and that's, that's, that feels really good to me, you know. Um, And I'm just going to give you one other quick example. Um, The other thing is um, having an email opt-in freebie. Um, I have done that. um, And that's something else I say no to as well now um, because it does come back to this sort of conscious choice. I want people not just signing up for my free thing because they need that bit of knowledge. I want them signing up for me. And most people... You know, like a lot of people don't, you know, I do it myself. If I see a bit of information and I don't know the person from a bar of soap, yeah, maybe I will sign up for it. But then I could unsubscribe because I don't know them or I forget who they are when they turn up in my inbox. So, you know, what I say yes to, which, again, like apparently you can't do this, right, and <laughs> marketers say, you can't just have someone sign up to your newsletter. You know, you've got to give them something, you know. But I just think that, you know, now I, I view it differently. I kind of think that it's more authentic to go, no, you're like I'm not going to give you, like, something just so I can get your email address. If if you actually want to hear from me, then let's just be real and, and sign up, like, for my newsletter, you know. Um, now, I've got to say that I, I – I did come up with a really lovely way to present my newsletter. So it's now called the Quiet Marketing Insider. And, you know, I say to people, you know, this is for exclusive updates that won't be shared on my Facebook page. You know, this is sort of like special information and you get the chance to, you know, the first to know about, you know, my marketing experiments and things like that. So it's kind of like, it feels really sweet, even when I look at it. You know, it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, you know. And there's value there. You're offering, you know, some value to that person. Yeah. And the free yeah. stuff. I mean, you're blogging. You're giving away lots of wonderful tips on how to rest. You know, how to give yeah, yourself yeah. a day's rest, and all those other things are are free that you're just offering out there. Free content, and um, and I love that you're working in a different way and doing the quiet marketing and attracting people to you in a different way. I so agree. There's so many times that, you know, you sign up for things and then your inbox is just littered with so many things mm. and then you've got to go unsubscribe. So it really seems kind yeah. of like a pointless exercise in some ways, not all the time, but I would say yeah. the majority. Yeah. 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 Now, you do, like when you're talking about this, you know, having these small groups as opposed to a webinar, now if someone wanted mm-hmm. is interested in doing that with you, would you have that up somewhere on your website or your, your Facebook page? Or what's the best way for people if they wanted to keep following along to see what you're doing and when these groups happen? Yeah. Um, so one way is to follow my Facebook page. Um, so, which is Quiet Marketing with Danielle Gardner. What I'm doing at the moment is um, I'm hosting a monthly um, uh, slow business community call. And in those calls, I rotate through these themes of, um, so I've come up with, I think it was six slow business principles that I've come up with. And so one of them is like keeping Sabbath as a business practice. One's about spaciousness. I'm actually about to do a call today about um, 
relaxed sales and marketing and and how that opens up the sort of channel to receiving clients. So kind of rotate through those. They happen once a month and um, so look out for those on my um, on my Facebook page. And then, of course, my website, um, there's other information that can be found about um, my mastermind and my one-on-one offering as well. Beautiful. All right, Danny, I'm going to wrap it up now, although I feel like I could keep talking. Um, it's yeah. such an interesting, I just love everything <laughs> that you've shared so far. Um, oh. Is there anything, like if you could just now be looking at the audience that's listening and just leave them with one sage piece of advice or a tip, what would that be? Well, I'm glad you asked because something that I did want to say just in terms of the idea of quiet marketing, it's not about um, being small or being unnoticed um, or playing small, that kind of thing. It's really about um, being a leader being an influencer um, and sort of marketing yourself in a more elegant way that is kind of a, yeah, like a leadership way instead of just always like doing, you know, buy my stuff, (laughs) sign up for my thing, you know, that I call that offer marketing. Um, I guess for me, quiet marketing is more of a content marketing approach. And when you do content marketing really well, that actually acts as your salesperson and you actually Um, end up talking about your paid offers way less because people actually go and seek you out and they want to know what you're offering because your content has been so um, like helpful and transformational for them and that's it beautiful it kind of sounds like an effortless a more effortless way to work in your business yeah Thank you so much, Danny. That's wonderful. And I'll have all of those links so that you can connect with Danny after listening to the podcast. You can connect with her on all the things that she's mentioned will be up on the show notes. And thank you for listening. And thank you, Danny, for being here. So appreciate it. Thank you, Aisha. This is it's gone so quickly, hasn't it? It's been um, it's been really lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoy Brilliant Misfits podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. For more on being true to you and living a mindful, creative life, AsiaKennedy.com.